everybody and welcome to another Project Dig interview. Uh, today we're here with Matt Thompson from Belleville, Ontario. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm excellent. How are you? Good, good, fantastic. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. So let's uh, let's jump right in, man. My, my first question for you is, what is your story? Story starting from birth. <laughs> Whenever you want, man. Um. Okay, so. I was, I was born in Belleville, but I was raised in the country just north of Belleville, mostly on my grandparents' farm. <clears throat> um, and right from an early age, I noticed that the, the two sides of my family were really opposing. So my dad's side was always aggressive. The only emotion you could show was anger. And on my mom's side, it was the most lovey-dovey group of people I think I've ever seen. Um, so that contrast, I knew... I knew I liked one and didn't like the other, so further further on as a kid, I became the observer. So I was really quiet, but I watched everything and everybody. Um, <clears throat> and then going through high school real quick, I uh, because of the way things were with my, my dad, I had not many male friends. I mostly hung around the girls because they were safe and I knew, I knew how to handle them. Um, which sort of messed things up later on because I got engaged at 18 to a, a rather abusive woman who was pretty much like marrying my dad. Wow. <laughs> um, and it took me uh, about two years to realize that that was not what I wanted to do. And uh, I ended up having a bit of depression to where I couldn't get out of my bed to go to work. And um, luckily, my boss, I explained what was going on, so he, he didn't fire me, but um, I ended up leaving one night after she had taken everything out of my bank account and then took all the stuff that I had at our house. So I was homeless for a little while. I lived in my car, kind of bounced around from, I don't want to call them crack houses, but they were, you know, that's pretty much what it was. So I was staying there and uh, ended up a few times eating out of trash cans and, and things like that. So I thought, well, this is stupid. I'm going to move back with my parents. I'm going to rebuild my life because this is not, not what I was meant to do. Um, so I did. I moved back with my parents and uh, I helped them out a lot, rebuilt their house, kind of took time to figure out what, what, what makes Matt Thompson Matt Thompson. Um, and in doing so, I mean, I made some more stupid decisions like dating old friends from school, but, but it was, it was growth and I was searching for mentors and places that I could go to get the answers that I needed. Uh, and in doing so, I found a company called Landmark. <clears throat> I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but it's a pretty high performing self-development company. And I spent almost three years taking all their courses and I ended up coaching some of their courses. And in doing so, I racked up about 900 hours of coaching other people to get the things that they want out of their life. Wow. Yeah. Um, and in doing so, I mean, there's it really will blow your own face off when you realize just how stupid you've been and how easy it actually is to get the things that you want if you just focus and pay attention to the good things in life, um, which, which then led me in that... Uh, in that company, Landmark, I actually met my now wife, who was a course leader. And at the time, I thought, 
you know, there's there's no way. This woman is so out of my league, there's just no way she's ever going to go out with me. So I used my birthday as sort of a, a plug to get her to go out with me. <laughs> and then it just, uh, it all worked out after that. So now I got married a few weeks ago. I'll be launching my own coaching business. I did the soft launch with uh, like test clients and things like that to make sure that I'm not going to screw anyone up. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at now. That is incredible, and and you know I just want to thank you for your uh, your transparency and your honesty in that story. Um, you know, it, it takes a lot of guts to, to share something like that. Um, but if we could maybe jump back um, <clears throat> to kind of kind of your childhood, when, when you said you were more of an observer, um, do you think that that has played a role um, in in your success today? Like like just being able to look. And, and kind of pick up different things and, and maybe try to read people. Like, do you think that's had any sort of uh, uh, play in your success today? Yeah, I would say that skill is the, the single most important thing that I have. Um, it's actually interesting. Yesterday I was hanging out with my cousin and his girlfriend, and they, they're both so similar that they're always arguing. And you can, I can just sit and just out of body language and even the, the eye slant, I mean, I can tell what the problem is and I can ask the right question to have them sorted out instead of fighting for three days. Um, and I, I can pretty much do that with anybody. It just takes 10 minutes of watching someone and I can pretty well figure out what's going on for them and be able to ask the right questions to get them to the answers that they, they actually want. That, that's so, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that, that's actually a very useful skill. Um, you know, I, I can only imagine that. I mean, uh, you know, you said it's been uh, fundamental to your success. But um, you know, when when you were when you were kind of at your at your lowest point, and uh, again, if you don't mind talking about it, um, mm-hmm. you know, you said you, you got engaged at eighteen, and then a few years later, um, you were homeless, and you're moving from from place to place. Um, what did you learn in in that period? Like, how how did that make you stronger as a person, make you, make you the person that you are today. Yeah, that, uh, it forced me to be self-observant because I was always externally observant, but I never took time to look at the, the things that I'm doing. Um, and the nice thing about having nothing is all that you have is yourself. So what else are you going to look at? <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I, I got the decisions and the thought patterns that led me there. And then what kept me there? Um, just the the like self loathing and uh, the things that I haven't let go of or refuse to let go of is really what was keeping me in that place. Um, and on top of that, I also I have a very deep respect now for people that are in that situation, and I know that they can get out of it. So part of part of my plan is to to focus on those sorts of groups because in Toronto. Out of two or three million people, there's only five or six thousand homeless people, so it's pretty small. And I think I I should be able to uh, get them all back back to wherever they want. That's a very noble um, noble purpose. <clears throat> I think I also learned how to take help graciously, because there's a lot of pride I see not just in myself at that time, but in other people that refuse to take help from people. But help is important, and you need to take it sometimes. <laughs> right, right. I don't, you know, 
kind of kind of piggybacking off what you said, you know, I feel like a lot of people do try to do things all on their own, um, mm-hmm. and it's just not it's just not possible. I mean, you can't you yeah, can't do cool. everything. Like, you need help. You need help sometimes. Um, but but that's incredible that at such a young age, um, you really did learn to to look within yourself and say like, okay, like what's going on with me? Like it's not because at the end of the day I feel like um, everything that happens to you as an individual is a direct result of your own actions totally and, and so when you can look at yourself and, and say this is exactly what I've been doing and, and this is what's led me down this path at such a young age I mean I, I think that's incredibly insightful um, and and you know you, you said you were starting a coaching business it, what parts of your childhood and what parts of that struggle and, and um, you know I'm hesitant to say this word but but it almost seems like that was a, a failure in your life what 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 things that um, that do you do you bring to the to the table for with your coaching clients from that period how does that all kind of work together yeah it um, the the fun thing about coaching is there's no one person the same so I'm always pulling different parts of my childhood out. Um, a lot of people have very similar stories to mine, actually. So it does it does make it a little easy to to be able to say, oh, I've you know this is what happened to me, and I 100% know that you can get past that block in your life. Um, so I think it's as far as what I bring it, it might just be confidence that I can give to them that it's. I mean, it's nothing. It's just this story of a memory that you have that's now impeding your progress. Um, yeah, I'd just say the confidence. That's huge. That's huge. So, you know, when you were saying how at some point you realized that enough was enough and you need to move back in with your parents, um, you said you needed to figure out what made Matt Thompson Matt Thompson. Um, and I think that was, that was profound. Um, but could you maybe uh, expand upon a little bit about, you know, who you are? Who, what does make Matt Thompson Matt Thompson? Yeah, so I'll start with what I was doing at the time to make me the opposite of, of who I who I am now. Um, so I, I had no friends. None of the people I grew up with were anywhere near me. I wasn't allowed to talk to my family. Um, and I was I was working in a slaughterhouse, so I was killing stuff all day, which isn't a great job for anybody. Uh, it does start to mess with you after a while. <clears throat> so sitting in that, it's like, I know this isn't me. So then I took the time to figure me out. And I really like building things. My grandfather was a airplane designer. He built airplanes in his garage, sailboats, cars. So I got that from him for sure. But it, it's so peaceful for me to go and tear a car apart and rebuild it to, to brand new. Um that is something I realized I really enjoyed, and it clears my mind so that I can process and deal with whatever's going on in my in my life. I also really got into art, um, more more or less purchasing because I have terrible drawing skills, um, but just appreciating and talking about it with people, um, and really helping people that either physically can't help themselves, like the older generation, for instance, um, or people that just gave up like that is what I'm here to do is to serve those people 
and I was, I mean, I was just killing birds before. So it was a big transition to go from that to, I really need to put myself below these people to help raise them. You know, the humility was a tough lesson. And, um, you know, when, when you were saying, how, like that, that's why you're here is to, is to, to help bring these people up. Um, no, I think purpose is a huge part of, of any individual success. And, mm -hmm. you know, my grandpa always used to say, you have to be aiming for something your whole life. You, know, you have to be aiming for something. So uh, maybe you could give some insight on, uh, you know, a little bit about your purpose uh, or a little bit more about your purpose as well as why purpose is so important for individuals. Yeah, so, so I'll start with why purpose is important. Um, I know what it's like to have no purpose and you end up way off in the fields where you don't want to be and uh, nobody wants to be there. So even if you don't know what your purpose is, if you, if you stick with the things that you're passionate about and pursue those, you almost always will find what your purpose is out of doing that. Um, and my purpose... Uh, back to helping people is really creating legacy. Uh, so my, I called the company Become Legendary, and it's helping people to achieve their personal legend, whether it's in their family, in the community, or in the world. Um, and a sidebar of that is going to be focused on at-risk teenagers, especially males, because I find that there's very poor male role models in today's society. And that, that can be all it takes to have the world change as one of these guys have somebody decent to hold a bar to and to try and be similar to, if that makes sense. Right. Um, and yeah, per when I found my purpose, I mean, everything just came together. It was just like the world's like, oh, yeah, here's all the stuff you need. You know, no worries. And it just became easy instead of the struggle of doing kind of what I wanted to, which I knew felt wrong to do, but you're like, oh yeah, that looks good, I'll go do that. But it doesn't align with what you're here for. And your your gut will always lean you in the right direction if you listen to it. So maybe maybe for somebody who is, they're, they're just graduating college or maybe even just going into college, but but you know, so, sort of a younger, younger, uh, person um, who has absolutely no idea what their purpose is, mm -hmm. how would you go about listening? Like, if you were them, how would you go about listening to your gut? How do you know what that feels like? How do you know how to tap into that? Yeah, so the nice thing about living in North America especially is you have a lot of options to do and there's not too many bad repercussions. Um, so in college, I mean, just... You, there's normally morals that you're raised with, so I would say don't go against those morals, but mess around with stuff. See what, when you're thinking about it, even if it if it seems right or if it seems uh, to go against your your gut, you know things like that. Um, <clears throat> I would also suggest not drinking heavily, <laughs> so that you could be conscious and in in control of your own thought process. Um, I think that's, I don't want to call it a mistake and be judgmental, but I think that's a bit of a trap that the college people get into, just the party scene. Um, 
spending a little time alone is always a good thing. I know in college you kind of want to be out chasing girls and being being with the guys and joining frats and whatever. I personally didn't go to college, so I'm just guessing for movies and things. <laughs> um, but yeah, just just messing around with stuff is is about the easiest way to do it. And uh, take a lot of different courses. Don't try to like if you think you want to be a lawyer, take some stuff that's opposite to lawyer. Um, don't just cram in one thing because then you'll you'll never really know or get used to trusting your gut. So Does so that sense? yeah yeah absolutely and and I think what you were saying about um, trusting your gut is huge. Um, you know when when you were when you were younger it seems like you had you, you kind of had a lack of identity you had a lack of trust in yourself because you didn't really know who you were so you didn't know who you could trust. Um, but I think that's a really good point of, you know, just try a bunch of different things and figure it out. I mean, what I think a lot of people um, might be struggling with, and I'm actually in college right now, so I, I kind of see this around me, um, and, and, and myself too, um, but I see a lot of people, they, they don't want to try something because they're afraid. Maybe they're yeah. afraid of failing, or they're afraid of what other people will say, and... My, my, my only thought is, who cares? Like, yeah, you might fail. People might laugh at you, but so what? I mean, you're figuring out what you want to do. At the end of the day, their laughter is not going to be what you have to live with. It's yourself. So if you don't learn to trust yourself and, and really learn to figure it out and, and try, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to accomplish anything great. Plus, just like, just like as, a, as an aside, you can always stop doing it. I mean, you can, you can always just say, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, it's, it's always an option. But um, anyways, you know, back, back to your story, um, you mentioned uh, focus. And, and when you really started getting into your own, you said you really had focus. So, so could you talk about the importance of having that focus and really lasering in on that one really important thing to focus on? Yeah. Um, fo focus is, if you have extreme focus, you can change the course of time. I mean, it just accelerates and you would be blown away at what you can actually complete. What used to take me 10 months to finish is like a weekend job when you have laser focus. And I don't want people to think I always have focus because I get distracted very easily. Um, I think most entrepreneurs do and something shiny comes along. I'm like, Oh, that looks really good. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, de developing focus is something you can't really do by yourself at first. You need accountability people. Um, and if, you, if you're if you known for not doing things when you say you're going to do them, uh, having a bigger group of people to hold you to account will definitely help you focus. It's like, oh, I noticed you're not doing the thing that you said you wanted to. And they'll just nudge you back online until you can do it yourself. Um, and once you notice that you're off focus, I mean, all you have to do is decide to go back on. It's just a decision, constant, constant battle of, oh, do I want to go with my buddies or do I want to finish this report or whatever it is that you're doing? And if you decide to do it and you have that thing afterwards that you want to do, you'll just be that much quicker at getting it done because this is now boring and you have something better to do, but you're still focused and you're keeping your integrity on that thing. Then, I mean, it's, it's quick. And, Did that answer the question? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
And, okay. you know, like, like you were saying, something that, that used to take you 10 months, you can now finish in a weekend. You know, I think that the most functional, the most highly functioning people in our society have laser focus. And, and they, they absolutely have to because they're accomplishing so many different things at once. You know, you have to, you have to focus on this and get it done, focus on this, get it done, focus on this, get it done. So, you know, if you don't have those time management skills, those, those, those very sharp uh, focusing tactics, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be trouble. You're going to struggle through things. Um, but, you know, say, say somebody, like you were saying, like, like entrepreneurs who, who get off topic or, or get distracted. I mean, I get distracted all the time, too. But maybe could you give some insight on how to be more laser focused? How do you really buckle down and, and, and just focus in on something, uh, you specifically? Um, for, for me, it's all about environment. Um, and as soon as you leave your house, I mean, you're in many different environments. So it was, um, so I'm going to go back a little bit. Growing up in the country, I'm used to open space. I mean, the, the world is your oyster. Your neighbor is 10 miles away. So you can just sit outside and there's nothing to distract you. But then I moved into the city where literally everything is distracting and there's always noise and stuff going on. Uh, so I made my own little office in the living room where I can only see the things that I put up on the wall and the plants beside me. So I feel like there's no distractions. Um, and I work a lot at night. So when it's dark, I can't see outside. I can't see what's going on. Um, it just, it really allows me to be focused on whatever it is I have to do that day. It's pretty simple. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, you, you were talking about how one of, um, one of your life's purposes is to help people build their legacy and to, to help raise people up. Well, if you had to give one piece of advice that would serve as your legacy, what do you think that would be? Oh, I wasn't expecting that hard of a question. I would, I would say that I would give people a question to ponder would be my legacy. And it would be the impossible is actually easy. How are you going to deal with that? That's deep. That's good, man. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, how would you answer that? <laughs> um, so I, I guess I'll answer it for myself because I, it's going to be different for every person. Um, impossible being easy is, is the self-motivating thing I came up with a little while ago because every with marriage coming up and the old ways of being were coming in, it looked really difficult to achieve what I had previously expected to do quickly. Um, so I was, I was chatting with my cousin on Facebook and I was just telling him what was going on. And, uh, it came to me that it's, it's all context. So if your context for something is that it's impossible, well, that's exactly what you're going to get. But if your context is impossibility is actually really easy, then the level of success that you're going to have is just going to be miles and miles ahead of what it used to be and without too much effort because it's just the way that you're viewing things. So, yeah, it's to me, it just means be 
be vitally aware of your view in every area because you can change it. Absolutely. Uh, I agree 100%. I was actually talking to someone very close to me recently um, and, and you know, we were talking about like achieving greatness and, and doing incredible things. Um, and you know, it, it just got me thinking that so many people are, are in this mindset of, well, I can't, I can't achieve anything great. You know, I can't do something great in my life. Well, if that's what you think, and that's what you keep telling yourself, it's probably it's going to happen. I mean, it, it's, when you set yourself up for that, it's probably it's going to happen. But if you go at a different perspective, say to yourself, I can achieve great things, and I will achieve great things, then you're setting yourself up to at least have a chance. You at least have a chance, and and I mean that that's all you can really, that's all you can really hope for is, is a chance. Um, so you know, I really think what you said is profound. Um, but I, I do have one more question for you, um, and that is: Is there anything that I did not ask you about today that you think is an important part of who you are? In, in other words, what did I miss? Hmm. I don't know if, if you missed this exactly, but I'll give you one more thing about myself that I think more people should take on. Please. And that is to aggressively express your love for people. It's one thing I learned. My, my wife is a relationship coach, um, so I learned this from her. And it's in business and in your personal life, it is amazing what you'll do when you just give a little love to somebody authentically. Yeah, that's an important part of me, and I think more people should probably take that on. That's awesome. Well, Matt, thank you so much for uh, for, for jumping on the call today. Um, if anybody uh, if anybody does want to get in contact with you, maybe they might need some coaching, maybe they just have a few questions, uh, how, how would they do so? Uh, the easiest way would be to email me at becomelegendary101 at gmail.com. Um, I also have Instagram if you're interested in that, which is just legendaryman22. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, for, for everybody that's listening, Matt is a, a very smart man, and, and I highly, highly recommend reaching out to him. Um, yeah, he could, he could definitely help you in a lot of different ways. Uh, but, but, Matt, I just want to, again, thank you so much for taking the time to come out and, and, and talk to us, um, myself and, and the audience. And, uh, thank you very much. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Uh, so uh, this has been another Project Egg interview. Today we've been talking to Matt Thompson from Belleville, Ontario. Thank you very much. <laughs>